And once I changed my own brand and really focused on that and built it, I was able to charge more, charge what I believed I was worth in my business and not hustle hard for clients anymore. Welcome to the Hustle Rebellion Show. We are on a mission to prove that being busy all the time does not always lead to success. We are business owners who are ready to stop wasting energy so we can be more productive. This podcast will give you the steps to stop hiding behind the hustle so you can start living the life you want. I'm your host, Heather Porter. Welcome back, everyone. We're on episode 51. Now, my next guest said that personal branding allowed her to grow her business and charge the prices that she wanted. Personal branding alone helped her do that. So her name is Fee Mims, and she's an expert in personal branding, but started 20 years ago in wedding photography. Not only does she now do personal branding shoots, primarily in Victoria and Melbourne, but all over the world, she offers mentoring and coaching through Shine, her membership community for women in biz, and her course, Powerful Branding Bootcamp. Fee also offers in-person workshops and events that offer education on branding, marketing, and mindset. So guys, you ready? You ready? Let's welcome Fee to the show. Welcome to the show, Fee. I'm so excited you're here. How is everything going for you? Thanks, Heather. Really great to be here. I'm having a good Friday. I'm a little bit over winter, I've got to say. I'm not a winter person. (laughs) And Melbourne's been very cold, but I'm doing really well. Always busy. I'm so not a winter person. And when I just look at the color of my nails in your outfit. I know. We're so like aligned today, aren't we? I love it. Guys, that's a little plug for you too. If you're listening on the audio, you have to go watch the video so you know what I'm talking about. Okay. So yes, and you have it in your glasses too. I love it. Okay. Because we are going to talk a bit about branding coming up, which is what you do and so much more. But before we get stuck into that, I always love to start with tips, some really easy tangibles that people can take with them. So I'm going to start with those. So think about moments of stress or overwhelm growing your business or even the members in your community. What are three tips that you can recommend to people in those moments of stress and overwhelm to help sort of get out of them and grow their business a bit smarter? Yeah, for sure. Oh, it's such a common trigger, isn't it? I mean, I work mostly with women in business that run small businesses or entrepreneurs. And even myself, I always say I'm I'm the biggest example of what my own clients go through. And I've dealt with overwhelm a lot over the years. I think overwhelm and anxiety, it obviously lives in our heads. That's where it begins. So one of the first things I like to do is just to get everything out on paper so it's in front of you. You've got to get that stuff yeah. out of your head to see what's really in there because it's just that feeling of there's so much to do and there's no structure in our heads. So my first tip is just to get it all down on paper, know what you actually have to do. And then the second thing would be to prioritise what is actually really important because I think, again, And if I'm okay to speak mostly to women, which is my target audience, we try to do so much and we try to do so much so perfectly. We hold that pressure over ourselves when really a lot of what's in our heads is not necessarily essential to get done. It can also be as running a business that you're trying to keep the kitchen clean and cook dinner and it's okay to not cook dinner every night and to sometimes order takeout or to leave the house an absolute mess for a week if you're someone who usually yeah. keeps it neat. So little things like that, actually really prioritizing what actually matters and what you can actually sit on and leave. And look, my third tip would be to ask for help, to lean into support. 
I think, again, women really thrive when they are in a supportive community, when they have supportive partners, when they have supportive friends. And I think, you know, we can still learn to lean into that even more. I'm very lucky. I have a very supportive partner who does some of my cooking and we clean the house together and we split tasks. And, you know, when I am feeling very overwhelmed, then I can lean on him more. Or I have a VA and sometimes I try to do too much myself and I sit back and go, actually, I could ask my VA to do that because I still sometimes think, look, I have to do the work. So I think they are things that most people in business will experience or feel at one point or another. So just letting yourself know it's okay not to do everything. It's okay to let other people help you out. It doesn't take away from anything that you are doing or that you're offering the world. It's so true. And I feel like, and yes, definitely for women, majority is asking for help is harder than it sounds. I mean, it's such great advice. And for the women that are listening to this and guys that are like, yeah, but how? Where? What do I ask for help for? Like specifically in business, can you think back to either something in your business where you're struggling to ask for help and how you did that? And then what was the result of doing that? Oh, in my own business. Mm. Well, I mean, my partner is probably a very good one because when I have struggled with big decisions, I do turn to him all the time for help. And we just sit there and we have that conversation and we talk things through and he definitely helps me make decisions in a lot of areas. But I also have an inner inner biz circle that I can go to if I'm really struggling with something or I just think sometimes letting people know how you're feeling. Even this week, I've got a social media manager and I was sort of telling her about how mentally I was feeling a little bit negative about something that wasn't going that well in my business. And she just sort of picked me up and said, nope, you've got to remember this and this and this. And I just think, yeah, just leaning into those people close to you and that know you and your business is really, really crucial. Yeah. We just get in our own heads. <laughs> yes. God, it's such good advice. And just being more open and vulnerable and real. It's surprising how sometimes we forget that. But the second we do that, people connect with you and want to help. So yeah, nicely, nicely shared. Good tips. So now I want to talk a little bit more about what you do in your business, because as we had a quick chat before I hit record, you are definitely doing a lot more than photography. So let's start with, I guess, what are all the things that you do? You started as a photographer and then what's happened from there? Yeah. I started initially as a wedding photographer 20 years ago. Yeah. But for the past 10, I'm really focused heavily on personal branding and uh, especially for women in business. But I also do photograph corporates. I photograph men. I just always say that women have more fun with clothes in front of the camera. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so personal branding. And I've absolutely loved that. But I did get to a point, and look, I have a thriving business just when it comes to photography. But even pre-COVID, I was thinking, look, I really want to branch out. And there's two things I believe. One is that as a one-to-one service provider, which as a photographer, I would be, you get to a plateau where you just cannot work anymore. Yeah. No matter how hard you work, you're there. Unless you want to just keep increasing your prices again and again and again, you can't scale your business or grow your business. And I didn't want to just keep increasing my prices. I'm happy with where they are. I get value for what I do. So that was one thing. I knew I wanted to branch out from just photography because I just had hit a plateau in my business where I couldn't grow any further. The second thing I really believe is that as entrepreneurs and business owners, we know so much that can help people that we don't necessarily use in our business. So I sort of was sitting around going, well, 
I've been in business for 20 years. I've photographed people as for personal branding photo shoots for 10 years. What do I really want to do? Well, I've learned so much about personal branding. You know, I talk to women about it all the time when I'm doing their shoots with them. What I would love to do is to actually help them post-shoot or pre-shoot. So it doesn't just stop personal branding when we go and get some photos taken, does it? Like there's, I mean, that's just a small part of the puzzle, that visual brand piece. So I'm feeling really passionate about wanting to help others and especially women build their business, focusing on their personal brand and and building that through growth. So that's really what started it. And from there, I launched a membership in 2020, which helps women increase their visibility and, and grow their business. And then last year, I launched a personal branding program, which is more an accelerated course over eight to 10 weeks where uh, I take people from where to go with their personal brand. Beautiful. And I absolutely love that as well. It's been really well received. Yeah. I love that you've expanded your business and that you realized when you hit that plateau that you had to go more to that one to many model, as we say, right? Mm -hmm. So you could reach more people. You have great things to share. So it's about recognizing that, but what vehicle are you going to, you know, create to make that happen? Yeah. yeah smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to hear a little bit about how you've maybe helped somebody in particular. I'm happy for you to think of, you know, a member or somebody that you've just had a recent shoot with, but I really like this question because it helps me know what makes you tick as a business owner and what makes you different. So walk me through a recent, I guess we can call it a case study or somebody that you worked with. What happened? Why'd they come to you to start with? And then where did they end up as a result? Oh, it was very hard to uh, pick someone. <laughs> yes, it is. Actually, I have two, but I'll, I'll start with one. Sure. There's a, a lovely woman in my membership, Shauna, who's got a brand called Simply Personalized. She does home organization and branding for products and uniforms. And when she came into the membership, and then she also did my branding boot camp program, she was very overwhelmed. She was that very typical, worked all hours of the day worked weekends, juggling kids and motherhood, not having any time for herself, running, you know, had an e-commerce site and running most things manually. And through the course of working, uh, being in Shine and then going into branding boot camp, she was able to turn a lot of that around. So she now outsources more. She's got automation set up. She got her first BA and she also came and got a brand shoot done with me. So she started showing up more for her business. And I suppose she's, the journey that I want to help women go on, very particularly like, you know, women that are working too hard, that aren't leaning into things like outsourcing and automation. Because I think often as small business owners, we sit on that for too long. We just think that's for the bigger businesses when really we're the ones that exactly should be using it because it's only us. Yeah. And just when I hear her talk now about how the fact that she's still a busy mum, like all of us, but she has time, you know, she's not, everything's not reliant on her anymore. So that excites me. That's where I want to take people. Did you help her with the automation piece? Oh, well, in Branding Bootcamp, we have a section where I talk about different ways you can automate. Yes. So whether that's well, mostly through tools, I suppose, and just a time saving. And then we also talk about outsourcing. And I, I talk to people in Bootcamp about, you know, how you can outsource. Because even when it comes to outsourcing, People often don't know where to start and what to outsource. True. So we have lots of questions in these workbooks in there which sort of help them work out, well, where should I start when it comes to outsourcing? Which at the end of the day comes down to what do you like doing or what don't you like doing and what makes you money versus what doesn't make you money and what is taking a lot of time versus not taking a lot of time. So it's just 
working out what those things are, again, just taking that time to sit down and, and map it out and then working out what is the best use of your time and where do you make the most money and, and who should be doing that work. So I didn't actually help her go and make the outsourcing or set up the automations, but definitely helped her with the tools and the motivation to make that happen. Perfect. And then she went out and found a VA. And then at that point, I mean, that's a big important piece anyways, is believing that you can outsource and knowing what to outsource. So helping people work that out is huge. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit about branding because that is definitely what you do. And hmm, could take this conversation different (laughs) levels, but I think I'd like to start with maybe some tips or some ideas on personal branding. If somebody were sitting here listening to us and going, Fee, I'm curious, like, what is personal branding? What should I do? Where do I start with it? Yeah, great question. The really quick way I explain personal branding to people, and it actually is a quote, is branding is what people say about you when you're not in the room. So it's that feeling that your business evokes in people. And it's when the name of your business comes up or when you come up in conversation, what are people actually thinking about you? And we would all have experiences of brands that we maybe love or don't love that when we hear about them, they evoke that emotion in us or that feeling or that memory. So it's creating that perception. So that's why we say it's so important to take control of your brand because if you don't, you're letting people basically make up their own minds. You have to basically work out what does your brand stand for and that entails so much in itself, you know, where your yeah. brand includes your values, you know, your vision and your mission. And then where I normally start with people when we do branding bootcamp is just working out what drives you. You know, we call it your purpose, but what is the real driver behind you? Because these days conversions really come through connection in business. Yeah. Totally. They don't come through sales language. So we really need to connect people to why we are doing what we're doing. And that's the journey they want to come on with us. So it's working out that purpose and then moving on to things like, well, who is your target audience? What makes you unique? What is your brand personality? And then, you know, you move into visual branding and it goes on and on from there. But understanding those core foundational aspects of your brand, the importance of that is always so underestimated, I believe. Agreed. And probably within my membership and even boot camp, one of the most common questions I'm finding is coming that is continually coming up in our discussions is it's not just how do I sell, but it's how do I find my clients? And it's because I think people haven't done that work on, well, who exactly is my ideal client? Where are they? And how can I connect with them? And when you work on your brand, I think that's what people don't understand, that it really makes your marketing so much easier because you have clarity around all those things. We still have to work hard to market our businesses, but it makes it so much easier. Hey, Hustle Rebels. Did you know this podcast is brought to you by Website Love? That's my business. To help you cut back on the busyness in your business, A good place to start is to get your foundations right. I have two gifts for you to help you get your website working better. Watch the video masterclass, six things your website needs to get more customers or download the ultimate checklist, a 14-step plan to patch the leaks on your website. Just visit hustlerebellion.com now and scroll down to get access. I want to talk to you about brand personality a little bit because I know that this term is thrown around quite a bit. 
And I'd like, if you won't mind, to share some examples of brand personality and what is that and how do you start to work on that for your business? Yeah, sure. Again, if you want a, a really quick sort of shortcut way to think about it, I say if your brand was a person, how would you describe yep. them? Yeah, which I'm sure a lot of people use that. It's just a, such an easy way to think about it and it takes a lot of the overwhelm away. And what do you want your audience to feel? I mean, it has to be authentic. And most of us in small business, you know, we are our personal brands. So trying to be, you know, for me, trying to go out there and be a sassy, sexy brand. <laughs> so, you know, I'm encouraging, I'm energetic, I'm, you know, different things. But how do I want to show up that feels authentic? But how do I want to make my audience feel? And obviously, once you have that worked out, you know, and it could be luxurious, it could be, introverted or quiet it could be um credible high quality like it could just be comforting or inspiring so many different things but once you've got that and i usually say three to five words is enough that should be enough to come up with a good brand personality then you can translate that into your tone of voice even your color palette we talk about how different colors evoke different emotions in branding and marketing and that's important to have the right colors that reflect your brand personality you know the fonts you use the photos you use yeah it really crosses over into that and i mean there's lots of great australian brands that have wonderful standout personalities one that you might know is kate toon she's a big entrepreneur in australia we just interviewed her oh, really? a few episodes back. She's amazing. Yes. <laughs> she is one of my favorite personal brands. She is so She's authentic, great. isn't she? She's so authentic yeah. and, you know, what you see is what you get. And I think sometimes people think that to be credible and successful, you have to put on some kind of persona. And what I love about Kate is that she proves that you just have to show up as who you are and people are going to connect with that. Yeah. So I love that. And another one that's pretty well known in Australia is Denise Duffield-Thomas. Yep. Yeah. You know, again, one of our most successful female entrepreneurs, but her brand's just very relaxed and casual, you know? She's always in barefoot with her overalls on and, you know, she's hanging out at the beach or at home, <laughs> but she always looks very professional. She's very credible. She's just that girl next door though persona when it comes to her brand, I feel, that really relates easily and connects easily with her audience. There's another brand I really like, Frank Body. Have you heard of them? Yeah. Uh, so the way I understand it is two female founders, they created a fictitious voice, Frank, and Frank's very cheeky. Yes. <laughs> and the way that the brand talks and, you know, says, yeah, I want to, what is it? Before the end of this social post, I'm going to get you naked in the shower. <laughs> By the way, guys, they sell coffee scrubs, so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, they often come up, don't they, in brand examples. They, They're really good. That tone of voice is fantastic. And humor works so well with people too, doesn't it? It really is awesome for connection. Totally, totally does. And I think what I'm hearing you say is it's like it's completely okay to be yourself. There was a time in my previous life where I worked for the speaker, Tony Robbins, and I can't tell you how many times people would come up and say, I want to be the next Tony Robbins, or I want to be the next Oprah Winfrey. And it was like, well, but that's not who you are. Like you are introverted or you are quirky. I love that you're saying that. You gave an example earlier. You just said, like, if you're introverted, do that. You know, like, mm-hmm. whatever you are, it's perfect to be you yeah. and use that in your voice, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. And you will attract exactly the right person for you if you show up and yeah. exactly who you are in that way as well. Because if you're an introvert and you're, you know, marketing yourself differently and you get all these extroverts, what are you going to do? You're going to completely get overwhelmed and freak out. 
How am I going to work with these people? <laughs> oh my God, I love it so much. Because I mean, in authenticity, I mean, people pick up on that immediately, don't they? And, you know, if you show up as someone who is extremely outgoing and colourful and energetic, but then you hold events or you work with people and you're different, I think that's when we start to confuse our audience and we can lose them because they're like, well, this doesn't match up with what I see online. And the biggest compliment you can get from someone when they meet you is, oh, wow, you know, you're just like you are when I read your posts or see you online. That's what we want to aim for. You guys, yes, so good. Really beautiful advice. Before I move on to another question with you, I you're just making me think of a time where I love kindness. Kindness is one of my number one values in my business and everything, how I live my life. And I remember somebody told me, like, you need to stop being so nice to everyone. <laughs> and I'm like, but that's who I am. And no. I was really conflicted because for a long time I thought maybe I should be more like this woman because she's more, you know, strong to the point. And I was really thrown off by that comment. Mm. And so I just wanted to bring that up because I feel like now is more than ever the time to just be you because you'll attract more of the people you want to work with. So absolutely. And actually one of my favorite clients, (laughs) Emma McQueen, I don't know if you know Emma, but she's a female coach in Melbourne. Her greatest values are kindness and community and she's rocking it. She's so successful. And also she's all pink. She's all about pink. I love it. And, you know, some people are going to look at that and probably say to her, you shouldn't be so pink or, you know, you shouldn't be too kind as well. But that's exactly what attracts people to her, her kindness and her sense of community. She's one of the most giving, sharing business women out there that I know. She's like one of the biggest supporters of women I know. And it doesn't send people elsewhere. It sends them to her. So got to be you. So whoever said that to you, tut-tut. Not nice, right? (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, I didn't listen to it after a while. (laughs) What's your personal brand fee? Uh, My personal brand is relaxed. I would say energetic, inspiring, encouraging. And that's probably some of mostly the feedback I get from my branding shoots, but also from my membership women as well. I often say that, you know, the membership is a little bit it's hard to put a a phrase on it but they say it just feels different to other memberships where it's just very quietly encouraging and supportive and loyal and I think that's probably that's me I'm a Virgo I think Virgos are known to be very loyal and yes (laughs) I love it yeah but inspiring as well and when I'm on shoots with people I just you know I like to have good energy so I think that's good but without being extroverted yeah that's cool I'm picking that up from you Let's talk visual identity. So what's your visual brand that you have personally? My visual brand is, well, actually, I'm in the middle of a rebrand now. So this is embarrassing (laughs) for a brand person. But if you go to my social media, I rebranded about three months ago. I used to be, it probably matches the words I just spoke about. It was a gold logo with a light blue, black and white palette. And I just felt like it didn't quite capture me anymore. So I've rebranded recently through the wonderful Jackie Norton, who's a designer in Melbourne from White Deer. And I've gone sort of soft, not pinks, but sort of beiges and creams and more neutral, natural tones. Changed my fonts up a little bit and it's a little bit more designy. And I think that for me as a personal brand person, I wanted to have a little bit more design aesthetic. So if you go to my social media, you'll see on my rebrand. And my website is about a week away from launching with all the new rebranded colors because I tell you what redoing your website man is that a task or what (laughs) oh it's a task (laughs) it's everyone goes in thinking it'll be done in a month (laughs) but yeah (laughs) 
Which is great, you guys, because by the time this episode is actually out, your site should technically be up and live so people can go check it out. It's going to have to be. No. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, you have about five weeks from the time I record this oh. till it goes out. So that's your deadline. Yes. <laughs> if I don't make it in five weeks, I'm going to quit. <laughs> you know, right? Oh my God. So let's talk a little bit back to overwhelm stress, those moments. And I'd like to hear from you a ritual, a tool, an app, an idea, anything that you use when things get a little bit crazy in your life to bring you back down and ground you. It's a, a ritual I like is I love to read. I've never been one for meditation and I know meditation is a great tool. I always call reading my meditation. So retreating into fiction books, <laughs> ignoring yes. the 50, 50 high pile of self-development books that I never get through. And that, <laughs> that is overwhelming in itself, I tell you what. <laughs> but yeah, I like to retreat into reading. So I suppose my tool is to just give myself a break and give myself some me time. Yeah which I used to be very bad at, but I am definitely much better these days trying to switch off as much as possible on weekends as well. And i got to say, it's, it's only probably since I started growing my own personal brand and building my business that I've sort of had the space and the time to do those things as well. So it's going off another tangent, but I just, yeah, I used to be very busy and have a lot of overwhelm. And these days it's so nice to just have that freedom to when things do get really busy, just pull back and yeah, just let myself take a break and do some things that I love that fills my cup rather than my work cup. What changed for you? Because you used to be overwhelmed all the time to now you're better at this. What happened to change that for you? It was definitely through the growth of my business. Okay. That allowed me, and I used my personal brand to do that because I used to work with people on their brand. And then I suddenly one day about probably back in 2018, I went, you know what, I should probably work on my own brand. And once I changed my own brand and really focused on that and built it, I was able to charge more, charge what I believed I was worth in my business and not hustle hard for clients anymore. And you know what, I think the biggest thing in, I used to worry a lot as a small business owner about revenue as well. And I just, sort of during that time, I went, you know what, I've been worrying about revenue for 10, 15 years. And you know what, I've actually never run out of money. This is ridiculous. (laughs) Let's talk about this year, for example, it's very up and down economy, but I think I have faith that things, I'm not going to say things happen for a reason or things are sent to us, it's meant to be, but you know, I've had quiet months this year and the first quarter was the quietest first quarter I've had yeah. for a long time. I mean, obviously we had lockdowns and then last year was off the charts. You know, it's been very up and down and also for a lot of people in my community that instead of really worrying about it now, I just believe that there is something else I can do with that time and that business will come back. Yeah. All you have to do is keep showing up, keep doing the work, don't let it get to you in your head and it'll work out. Even if you sometimes have to tweak your business or change your business, don't let it impact your mindset so much. So I don't know if that's sort of given you the tool as to how I did it. It has. I just, yeah, I just decided I was going to stop worrying about it and instead just focus on using time for other things. It's incredible how a moment in time and a decision on just how you live life and your beliefs can completely change how your business runs. So your answer is actually better than I thought it would be. So thank you. Oh, good. It's perfect. Thank you. 
So how do people find out more about you if they want to either get personal branding packages for photography or join your memberships or, or what you do? Where do they go? Yep. Everything will be on my website. So I'm just Fee Mims Photography, M-I-M-S. And yeah, you can find out about my shoots there as well as my membership and my bootcamp program. Well, I am on LinkedIn, but I'm most active on Instagram. Yep. So come and connect with me there or you will find me also on LinkedIn and Facebook. And yeah, I've got some free resources on my website if people just want to get a little bit of a taste of some of the things I help my clients with and plenty of blog articles as well. That's always a good place to start, I think. Yeah. Do you only do photography near Melbourne in Victoria or do you go, do you travel? Well, I'll go wherever anyone pays me to travel to. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I have done some work overseas. There's a a beautiful business in Melbourne or based in Melbourne, Beautiful You Coaching Academy, and they hold regular days overseas. And I've traveled and photographed some of their events. And I go to Sydney occasionally. But look, other than that, if someone wants me to, to travel for work, and even if it's sort of regional Victoria, I definitely do travel. But most of my work is Melbourne-based, most of my work, yeah. I had to ask because I know when people go to your new beautiful website, they are going to look at the beautiful work that you do and they're going <laughs> to want to know. So that's why I asked the question. Well, I tell you what, if people sometimes contact me and say, look, if you come to Perth, you know, there's two or three of us that want to get a shoot done or Sydney or, you know, Queensland, for example. I have family in Queensland, so I always love an excuse to go there. <laughs> I will always go where the work takes me if it's feasible, for sure. Perfect. Love it. Good answer. (laughs) Now, as we wrap up, I just wanted to see if you had any last comments, tips, ideas, aha moments that have come to you from this conversation that you want to share as we say goodbye. Probably don't underestimate the power of your brand. That's probably my tagline as well. Like your personal brand is the most unique set or tool you have in your business. You know, for me, there's plenty of other branding photographers, but like you were saying earlier, Heather, there's no one who does it like I do it, who shows up like I show up, who has the personality I have. And you have to trust that there are people out there that need what you have and that will be attracted to you if you show up authentically. So lean into who you are and don't underestimate the power of your brand and don't give up. Beautiful. And on that note, we're going to say goodbye. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. You have to come and watch this video so you can see my nails and the jacket combo we have going on. (laughs) And you have to go check V out as well. If you have been thinking about the power of branding or how you might use it in your business, I highly recommend giving her a go and her online resources, as she said, some freebies for you to check out there. So hop on over and check her out. And guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We will talk next time. Hey, Hustle Rebels, if you enjoyed tuning in, you have to check out hustlerebellion.com. It's where you get access to the special resources mentioned in these episodes and can watch the video versions. If this episode gave you a few tips to help you run your business better so you can live a more joyful life, please rate and review it and pass it along to a fellow business owner. As always, thank you for your support.